Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast Ryan Murphy doesn't want you to hear. It's monkeys and playbills, y'all. Do you want to take that again and you call our um, listeners playbills, Paul? They're not ladies and gentlemen. We have Thank many non-binary right. I friends. I hope the whole thing can stay in, actually, because I do love this conversation. <laughs> yes. Dear distinguished playbills, welcome to the podcast Ryan Murphy doesn't want you to hear. It's monkeys and playbills, y'all. You're probably very confused to see the name Funny Girl appear in your podcast list. But Jill, Daff, and Paul, isn't that a really popular musical that's been running for several decades? Technically. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think it ran for several decades, but it's never flopped. It's never had an under 100 run. So then what the heck are we doing here? What the heck happened to this podcast, Paul? (laughs) Well, typically, for those of you joining us for the first time, for those of you who found your way here, and this is the first episode of Monkeys at Playbills you're listening to, usually we're a podcast that talks about Broadway musicals that had runs of 100 performances or fewer on Broadway. And what the heck happened? But today we're not doing that. Mm -mm. There is no reason for this episode. (laughs) None at all. We have no justification other than we are currently in a critical situation Mm -hmm. in the wider Broadway and musical theater lover community. Yeah. And it is very important that we just take a second to slow down and actually talk about this. It seems as though this drama has been unfolding for decades. Like, literally decades. So when Daff was saying the show has been running, technically you were not wrong. And the reason I say this is because for me... This story has been on my mind since 2010, the Tony Awards. And we'll get into Mm -hmm. why later. I think it's been in people's minds even before that. (gasps) I think things um, come into play maybe a couple years before even. And also, to answer the question of why are we here, we're here because the Canada Council for the Arts gave us money to be here. So once again, we'd like to say thank you to our generous donors, the Canada Council for the Arts. And our producing partners, the Crescent Arts Centre. Canada Council for the Arts. We make art. Wait, is that there? Is that there? No, it's not. No, it's not. I just, if you need a commercial Canada Council for the Arts, I am available. That is great. (laughs) We're all laughing because this is an episode about the recasting drama Mm -hmm. that surrounds the most recent revival of Funny Girl that is currently running on Broadway, starring Leah Michelle. Now, this is not necessarily an episode on Funny Girl as a piece. Mm -mm. But maybe we should go a little bit on what Funny Girl is. So in my mind, as a person who has very little knowledge of this uh, industry. Yep. My my impression of Funny Girl is that it is a star vehicle. That's my understanding as well. Okay, so 1964, original production. Yep. Uh, Music by Jewel Stein. Beautiful music. Incredible music. yes. Book by Bob Merrill. Starring... A young upstart named uh, Bette Midler? Bab Streisand. Bab Streisand, starring, uh, <laughs> you may not have heard of her, Barbara Streisand. You will know from the techno song, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Barbara Streisand is obviously one of the most famous mm-hmm. um, musical theater performers yeah. of all time. Performers, producers, like, I mean, she's done it all. And done it well. Director. She's a great director. Yes. She directs movies. And they're really good. I love her. Yeah. I want to be her when I grow up, especially to clone my dogs. And like she does them all well. One of the... Sorry. She actually did clone her dogs. Honestly, if I had Barbara Streisand money, I'd probably do the same thing. Right? Okay. And doesn't she also have like a mall in her basement? (gasps) 
Like, isn't that she keeps like, there's a few, she has like some department stores in her basement. Oh, so you're she can, kidding me. Because she loves to shop. So she can go shopping at the department stores, but she's also one of the most famous people on the planet. So it's like when you're a kid and you have yeah. like a play store in your basement, but exactly. hers are like maybe real and like actually literally stocked she's with got merch. A, I don't know which stores, but like a Macy's or something. Yeah. Oh down there. <laughs> All right. So Barbara Streisand, if you're in looking for a couple of sugar babies, we are available. Please That's email us. us at monkeysandplaybellspot at gmail.com. Thank you. Um, so Funny Girl is based on the life of a real life performer mm-hmm. from the 1920s and 30s named Fanny Bryce. That's right who was a star of radio and vaudeville, like an mm-hmm. early entertainment star. Exactly. And was a funny girl. Oh. Yeah, I know you were all waiting for that. I was. Yeah. Well, I was trying to, I've been trying to figure it out for weeks now since we decided <laughs> we were going to do this episode. They worked up like other titles, like Amusing Lass. Oh, um, that would be fun. Humorous fun. Lady. They, yeah. just, they just didn't have the same like panache. Yeah. And so the musical is about a chunk of her life. It's kind of a dramatization of a chunk of her life about her relationship with her second husband. It's not her second husband in the musical, but I believe in mm. real life he was her second husband. Yeah. Mm. And her rise as a performer and also their relationship. So it's kind of a love story and mm-hmm. a biopic. Yeah. And it's like, fine. Well, okay, yes. <laughs> yes. If we take Babs out of it, yes. it's it's a fine show. Yeah. But put Babs in it and it's a... Just a monstrous hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It destroys left and right. Oh, they make yes. it into a movie, which is a really nice. I actually like hit. it. Yeah. yeah. The, like the, the movie's movie. nicer than the musical, is what I understand. As a person who's only seen the musical once, like I think I was probably 11 or 12, so I don't have mm-hmm. much recall on it. I feel like I was a little bit bored by it. But again, mm-hmm. I was like 11, right? So mm-hmm. what am I like? What am I mesmerized by? Disney? Right? So yeah. I, I don't know if I can really remember how the the musical made me feel, but I can definitely tell you that watching the movie was like refreshing. It just solidified for me why Barbara was like, A, exactly the right choice for that role and B, why she has been able to sustain such a long career. Absolutely. There is not one ounce of hype about Barbara Streisand that is oversold. Mm-hmm. She is everything and more. I'm not a not a funny girl person either. It's not something I'm other than knowing some of the songs. But yeah. I took a listen to the entire original Broadway cast album for um for this podcast. Yeah, she sounds absurd. She sounds there is nothing like it. The way she navigates that upper register oh my is gosh. like it's clear as a bell. It's got personality. Mm-hmm. It's got interesting mm-hmm. choices. It's not it's not perfect. But every imperfection makes it even more interesting. And I think correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, not only was she one of the first to start navigating that territory in that way, um, kind of like on the riding the coattails of like Ethel Merman's sort of really trumpety sound, but she took it in a new direction where with inflection, like you're talking yep. about. And then a lot of people have actually not messed with the way she's done it and have just taken after her 100% and just gone and ran with it and gone and ran with it and not quite as well mm-hmm. it was striking to me because I've heard a lot of nice singers and a lot of singers who kind of follow in her lineage yeah and they all sound great there is something extra special about Babs oh yeah and the way that she finds her way through that just it's silky she slides through mm. notes so much but it doesn't sound weird it just sounds wonderful it sounds like ja- it's very jazzy yes whereas I think you're absolutely right it is following in the footsteps of Merman and Merman was very much pioneering this forward, mm-hmm. speech-like kind of sound. Yep. And Babs took that and was like, okay, but what if it also didn't sound brassy? It just sounded yeah. like silk. 
I could go, I could talk more about Barbra Streisand for an entire podcast. Yeah. But this is not <laughs> a podcast about, if Barbra Streisand was starring in Funny Girl on Broadway right now, we probably wouldn't be having a podcast. So um, I propose yeah. that we work through this chronologically. Yes, please. Great. And I have a list of the events. And right. then right. as we go through those events, perhaps y'all can interject and yep. just sort of flesh out what I didn't find. Yes. And yeah. so you have everything up until September, September 6th. 6th. And I have everything from September 6th to the present day, which is currently uh, Monday, September 19th. Oh my gosh. We are like, this is current. All right. So let me, well, let me, I think I can start us off. Start Great. us off. Turn of the 20th century, operetta is very popular mm-hmm. and people start to um, experiment with a new form called musical theater. Yes. Is that oh. too? Is that too early? Oh, that's is really that, no, far is that, back, Paul. I think we can skip ahead. We can like skip a ahead a few bit. years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would hope that the folks listening to this would at can, least can have, follow us through that. Yeah. <laughs> For more information about musical theater and the Great Depression, please watch our video yes, essay right. called yes. "Musical Theater and the Great Depression," so available smart. on YouTube. I love that. That's actually great. Synergy. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. But that's not why y'all are here. So I found this amazing article. On people.com. Great. And people who is... need people.com. I'm sorry? People, <laughs> people who need people. <laughs> the stars are aligning, everyone. Okay. okay. <laughs> people.com. Um, and this article was written by Kelsey Gibson. This article is from September 7th, and it is called A Complete Timeline of the Funny Girl Casting Saga. Yes. I will talk about everything from... August 2021. Yep. Until September 6th, 2022. So that is the window of time I will be starting with. Of course, we've got some context for before and some stuff after, as Daph mentioned, but we'll start there and then see how things unfold. It's August 2021. Beanie is announced as the next Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl. This podcast is not about Beanie Feldstein's career pre-Funny Girl, but just for some context. Yeah. So Elizabeth Greer, uh, open quote, Beanie Feldstein, is uh, Jonah Hill's sister. She kind of came about in the last couple of years or so. She... um, she kind of got her st- her kind of breakout role in Lady Bird, directed mm-hmm. by Greta Gerwig. Very good movie. She's very good in it. Yeah. 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 Uh, she also appeared in What We Do in the Shadows on FX. And uh, she was also in Booksmart, directed by uh, Olivia Wilde. Love Booksmart. that movie. It's so good. I really loved it. I yeah. really loved it, too. There's something really beautiful about Beanie being in what has been called the female super bad when her brother was in yes. the the male super bad or yeah. super bad, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, or hit Hollywood film super bad. Yes. <laughs> totally. Yeah, so she's incredible in Booksmart. Booksmart has an extended musical sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's incredible in Ladybird. Also and- with a musical sequence. Oh yeah. Yes. She doesn't do it. That's right. But that also think. it also is a yep. movie. Anyways. To bring it back, what, let's let's hear about what's Beanie Feldstein doing these days. In August 2021, it is announced that Beanie Feldstein is going to be starring in the revival of Funny Girl. Okay, mm-hmm. so there was the original from 64 to 67. Then we had a one night only concert in 2002 with several fannies. <laughs> can, we, can we go down the list really quick of everyone who played Fanny Bryce in that concert? Amazing. It's amazing. We've got... 
Carolee Carmelo. Oh, uh, my Chenoweth. actual crush. Yeah. Kristen Chenoweth. Oh. Sutton Foster. Anna Gasteyer. Oh, love. Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Spencer Caden. I'm not sure who that is. Hello, Spencer. Jane Krakowski. Woo. Amazing. Judy Kuhn. Oh, welcome back. La, cha- La Chance. La Chance. Ricky Lake. <laughs> Andrea Martin. I can't. Edina. Julia Murney. <sighs> Bibi Newworth. I'm Alice Platon. Lilius White. Oh, yes. And is that the end of the list? That's the end of I mean, the yeah. list of people who play Fanny Bryce in yeah. that concert. Those are the fannies. Honorable mention to Manitoban Len Cariou. Thank you for coming. Oh, yeah. He's in it, too. Look at that. So that's 2002. Yeah. If you were lucky to be in that audience for one night, I'm sure it was great. Yeah. Would love to hear from you. Yep. Um, and then this will be the first official mm-hmm. revival production. So this wow. is very exciting. It is much anticipated because this uh, has been bubbling under the surface since... I mean, I said 2010 earlier. That's when it hit for me. Like about 20. I think that's right, actually. Looking at thinking about that timeline, that's about right. Yeah. So that was when the news broke. And then I want to say it was like the next day they announced a few other people who were going to be joining Beanie. So those people being Jane Lynch, Ramin Karamloo, and Jared Grimes. Terrific. So far, so good? So far, so good. I would say... Maybe for the some of the more knowledgeable Broadway fans, mm-hmm. this announcement maybe raises an eyebrow or two. Well, and this is actually important. I'm glad you brought that yeah. up because I was going to ask if either of you had remembered that happening and what your thoughts and feelings were at the time. Whenever you hear about a piece of stunt casting, <laughs> is like the first thing that goes through my mind is, but can they actually sing? Yes. Exactly. And so the only thing that Beanie Feldstein had been in prior to being cast in this revival was uh, as Minnie Faye in Hello, Dolly. Yes. She was in the 2017-2018 cast for that. Yep. But is not known as a singer. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with Funny Girl, it has one of, if not the hardest songs in musical theater. Yes. Don't Rain on My Parade. Yep. And ju- just in general, even separating that, most of the songs are, there's a lot of singing. Fanny Bryce does so it much in singing. almost all of the singing in the show. And yeah. they range from, like, you need a lot of technical prowess to get through them, like mm-hmm. um, Don't Rain on My Parade, or People, for that matter, yep. to pretty hard. Like, that's the low Ugh, end is pretty right. hard. Lots of, you need to be able to navigate your um, your upper register and have it be like a forward, intense sound mm-hmm. rather than a uh, floaty kind of light sound. So what? To, to tie this in, I remember hearing the news and thinking, wow, that's a big sing. I hope Beanie can really sing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what my thoughts were. Yeah. Because I find her very charming very on charming. screen. And so I thought that would be, from an acting perspective, I remember thinking, oh, that's actually a really fun mm-hmm. idea to have mm-hmm. her do it. But my fear was like, what is her comfort level with that kind of music? Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to be like receiving that as an audience and to be like, oh, like I wish it sounded this way or that way. Mm-hmm. But like, what are her thoughts and feelings about having to sing all this material? And having to do it between six and eight times a week. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because this is the other thing. This is not necessarily a, a movie or even a um, like live concert performance or mm-hmm. live NBC special or whatever. This is a full-on run, six times to eight times a week. You're hitting it. You are in this show until it closes or your contract lets you out of it. Exactly. Which was a year. Okay. So her contract was a year from, I'm assuming, first preview. Much like we had our feelings. I also had secondary feelings and so did the public. (laughs) The public 
aka Twitter, <laughs> was wondering where Leah Michelle was and if she was okay, because that was also my thought. Now, this is not a podcast about Leah Michelle's career. Leah Michelle starts, has been on Broadway her whole, from being a preteen, basically. Yeah, like, wasn't Ragtime in 98 her first show? I forgot about Ragtime. I was thinking Les Mis. Les Mis was first. Okay, there we go. So before Ragtime, actually, mm-hmm. actually, she, um, <laughs> she's in the original OBC Les Mis that continues to run till 2003. Amazing. Mm-hmm. She does some Young Cazette work, some Young Eponine work. Uh, IBDB has her even going in as a Gavroche from time to time. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I actually love it. Right? <laughs> oh, wow. But then she's in the original cast of Ragtime. So that's her sort of state her start on stage and then there was a show and i never watched it so someone help me yeah mm-hmm. it's a well it's a little piece it's it's this bizarre piece it's based on a little uh, a german play oh yes. it's based on an obscure german play mm. and it's about teenagers what could it be i don't know mm. i don't know it's uh, people probably haven't heard of it fall getting up oh that's got winter shake a leg naps <laughs> Sleepy autumn. What Summer narcolepsy. <laughs> Leah Michelle stars in the original product Broadway pro- cast of Spring Awakening. Yeah, and it's enormous. It's a huge. She stars as Vendla. I think we forget how important that original cast was, yeah. and how important that original production was in launching Jonathan Groff mm-hmm. um, and um, John Gallagher Jr. Oh, John Gallagher Jr. And Leah Michelle. What's her next move after the OBC Spring Awakening? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, but we have to talk about no. it. It's amazing that we've gone this long on a Broadway-themed <laughs> podcast, only talking about it once. Important context uh, for the for this episode. I am the only person here who was like in the appropriate demographic to both watch and enjoy Glee when yes. it came out. Yeah, I was in my like second like, second year of high school, and all of a sudden, like the tr- like the pilot episode drops. I remember when the pilot episode of Glee dropped because yeah. I was just done my first year of university or whatever. Because it was this really interesting kind yeah. of like mic drop slash um, marketing ploy where they dropped the pilot and then didn't do anything else for several months. They were definitely like trying to like really? they were trying to like build buzz and hype for this show. So they only dropped the pilot and yeah. then months later actually dropped like the rest of the season. That's actually kind of cool. I don't. Yeah. Well, they didn't even drop the rest that. of the season. The rest of the season aired. Like TV yes. shows used to air. Right. Yes. Yeah. But for months, you could watch this pilot and get excited mm. about this show that featured young people who maybe looked, you look back now and they maybe even look a bit old, but at the time it was like, hey, these actually kind of seem like high school students. Right. Yeah. It was really all about like diversity and mm. all these different people who could sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you look back now and the representation is like not awesome because they tokenized the hell out of everybody. Yeah. But at the time, it was like, okay, here is a kid in a wheelchair. Here is a, a young black woman. Here is yep. a young Asian woman. Absolutely. And mm. what do they all love? They all love singing a cappella, And that's right. kind of cool. Yeah. And it stars Leah Michelle as this super, like, type A diva in training who is very committed to her show choir. So much so that she's... It's a little off-putting how intense she is. So yeah. I feel personally attacked well, this by is that. It. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> As a child who would force the other kids on the playground to do her choreography, Absolutely. like I feel weirdly connected to this character you're talking about. I felt similarly as someone who <laughs> 
would have a word with other cast members in his high school musical if they were mm. missing rehearsal. Would yes, t- personally would. take them aside and be like, hey, you got to be more committed. Like, you got to get, get Actually, it together, please. Love Where my drama teacher had to take me aside and be like, Paul, that's very sweet. You got to stop. <laughs> but it's not that's on not you. not your job. <laughs> so wow. Rachel Berry, which is uh, okay. her character in Glee, I'm right there with it. Yeah. When you reflect back on what when it came out, it was like the Law and Orders yeah. and the, the thin blue lines Lots of CSIs. and the CSIs. Yes. Yeah. Like that is what people were consuming in that time slot. Yeah. And so to have it sort of shaken up and to be something different. Yeah. And for all of Glee's faults, like it did do like quite a bit to like actually start representing like uh, people of color and gay teenagers at a time Absolutely. when right. television for teenagers in like the mid aughts was very white. You had yeah. your One Tree mm-hmm. Hills and your OCs. Right. Also oh, didn't yeah. engage with those. But <laughs> all this to say, <laughs> all this to say that so Leah Michelle gets a starring role in Glee and goes on to perform not one. Not two, but six separate songs from Funny Girl over the course of her tenure. Wow. And also in universe, what her character was cast as Fanny Bryce in a revival of Funny Girl on Broadway. We, clo- yeah. we close out part of season one with uh, Leah Michelle performing uh, Don't Rain on My Parade for sectionals. And then she goes on to so perform that song. At the 64th Annual Tony Awards. There okay, so yeah. this mm-hmm. is where I pick up yeah, because, uh, as a non Glee watcher, but an mm-hmm. avid, avid Tony watcher, Tony watcher, I saw this performance and I go, "This is her desperate attempt to audition yep. for this fake production that doesn't exist." Yeah, this as yet non-existent yeah. revival. And at the time, it's unclear. Does she want to be? specifically involved with mm. funny girl does she just want to be like i am the next barbara streisand right or I'm, just, like, I'm claiming the title or just yeah. i haven't done anything really since spring awakening i'm available uh, maybe yes i would go too. i would go back on stage in the previous point i made about the cast announcement it was announced that jane lynch was going to be playing mrs bryce mm-hmm. yep and jane lynch was on glee as we all know so she it's announced that Along with beanie jane lynch is going to be playing mrs bryce Fantastic. and so yeah. i think at least in my mind, that is part of why Twitter was confused. Yeah. Where is Leah Michelle? Hashtag where is Leah Michelle? Yeah. Are there, are, if <laughs> I there, don't think there was a hashtag. How on earth no, would they actually, stunt there cast? Was. <gasps> You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. So Beanie did an interview about this. When she was announced as the next Fanny Bryce, Leah Michelle was trending on Twitter. Beanie's announcement was undercut by everyone going, but why isn't it Leah Michelle? Right. That's so funny. So when I, yeah, so it says here in my notes, the public Twitter wonders where Leah Michelle is and if she's okay. This is also my yeah. words, not from the article. Of course. Um, <laughs> I don't think a person, a journalist would write it like this. Is she okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> Leah Michelle shows support for Beanie. Great. Very gracious. Probably yeah. crying though as she's typing it. Yep, That's absolutely. my visual anyway. Yeah. Like I imagine her being like, you know, like J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man, where he's like pulling out his hair, get me pictures of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's like yeah. yelling at her assistants and yeah. <laughs> get me, why am I not Fanny Bryce? Right. So in October of 2021, the internet is graced with the first beautiful photos of Beanie Feldstein in her Fanny Bryce costume. She looks freaking gorgeous. She looks radiant, Perfect. happy, and I'm like, this is the Fanny Bryce that I want to see. And also, like, it's worth noting, as we've said before in the podcast... Having a a fat Fanny Bryce oh. 
is beautiful. And it's just really nice to see her looking beautiful and stunning and having the show not costume that away in any way yeah it's really lovely and to like not be about that too exactly like there's this beauty in the fact that she just gets to be fanny bryce exactly and that's beautiful i would even to to elaborate on that a little bit i think that as far as just casting fanny bryce goes Mm -hmm. if it was just where want someone to play the person fanny bryce uh beanie felstein's a great choice i agree it's an awesome choice the logic there is irrefutable um, it's just this, the actual funny girl, the musical, the way it's written. That's, yes. per, that's posing the challenges. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to first shots come out. Yes. Beanie Felstein looks great. Everyone goes, oh. And everyone okay. goes, how is Leah Michelle feeling about yeah. this? Literally, Twitter is yeah. like, is she okay? Yeah. And then Leah Michelle is like, I'm fine. Beanie's going to be great. Yeah. Everyone, please <laughs> chill out. Please stop asking me if I'm okay. I'd rather not think about it. Yeah, Everyone I, knows this is a role I want. Yes. So can we just please move on and I'll do my thing. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. I'd rather not think about it. Because it's like, why are you bringing me into this yeah. conversation when all I've done is perform every number from this yep. show for my whole life and tell everybody that'll yep. listen that I want to play this part. I've just and been gosh. campaigning for this role for 11 <laughs> yep. years. And now I'm not in it. And that sucks, but like... Stop asking me about it. I'm okay. You know, (laughs) it's worse when you bring it up. So at this point, we jump to March 26th, 2022, which is when the previews began. Mm -hmm. So they did a month of previews. Which is pretty typical of a Broadway production. Very typical. And also is not a number where I'm like, well, that's a lot of previews. I wonder what was wrong. No, that's very normal. And then on April 24th, 2022, which I believe is just in time for Tony Awards mm-hmm. selection qualification, yeah. they open. So yeah. at this point in time, as of today, they've done over 160 performances, yeah. um, probably closer to 170 at at, uh, at the time of recording. Yeah, yeah I would guess. I'd say so. And so they open, let's let the critics in. Open so, up the doors. The show opens to yeah. mixed reviews. Mm. And surprising no one, if we're being honest, right? Because mm-hmm. I think there was some talk about how that would likely be the case. You can't even consider that a shot. That's like friggin' well, it's like casting Russell Crowe as Javert. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Russell Crowe's an excellent actor. Like he looks like Javert. Singing, but singing like, is a thing. Singing yeah. is a hard thing. Can we all just accept this? It's not something you're born with or you don't. It's something that you you work at for your maybe, life. Maybe what we should do is have Beanie take all the book scenes and then Leah takes all the songs. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or a singing in the rain style where yes. it's like full microphone. Or do what they sing. did with the concert where they have, it seems like they had one Fanny Bryce do every scene, scene or song. <laughs> it's such a challenging thing because because of Babs and what she did and what she became, mm-hmm. it is impossible for Funny Girl to exist without inviting comparison to her now. That to me is the obvious comparison, yeah. right? Where we go, oh, well, she doesn't sound like Barbara. She doesn't yeah. sound like Leah Michelle even. Yep, sure. Um, she doesn't even sound like her own standby, Julie Banco. Like, but the point I mean is like when she is performing next to Ramin Karamloo, next literally one of the best singers yeah, on the planet. Like you kind of go, <laughs> Babs is not even on the table at this point. We just yeah. need to focus on exactly what's happening around her, and it's yeah. Ramin Karamloo. Exactly. So even if you can get there, even if you can go in and say, yeah. I wonder what Funny Girls like as a piece on its own. Barbara Streisand, that that's that's gone by mm-hmm. now. Ramin Karamloo is right there. One of the best singers on the planet. Exactly. And there is this excellent singer who has kind of set herself up to be next in line for this, who also was not chosen. Yeah. Okay. Now that I've mentioned Julie Banco, yeah. Paul, maybe we should just quickly talk about who that is and 
uh, how maybe she fits into the story. Well, because the the run progresses. Mm-hmm. I think mixed reviews is even generous based on what I saw. Ooh, the best reviews yeah. are Beanie's trying her best. And it goes downhill from there. That is so, it's like so it's very condescending. It's, it's too, like, it's incredibly uh, condescending. And we, I'm 100% pro Beanie in this podcast. I am too. So I'm 300%, but this is a bad situation to be. Yeah. All this to say, Julie Benko is a standby. Yep. On this production. And a standby yep. means, standbys are people who have a very specific number of shows that they do every week. Uh, that's my understanding as well. So you do let's say there's week. eight shows a week. Yep. They do two. And they also remain at the theater at all times when a production is on so that if at any point the lead is unable to finish the show or to start the show, they go in. Big roles like Fanny Bryce Mm -hmm. will have a standby in because it's such a big track that the whole show hinges on. Right. So theaters will spend the money to Mm -hmm. keep someone on standby for it. Right. So in this case, Julie is... Beanie's standby, mm-hmm. but she starts to go on more and more. More and more. She starts to take whole weeks. And she's good. Surprising no one. Like she's, because she's a standby, she's fully equipped, whatever education and training she has to nail this role. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of plays in contrast to Beanie, who is not necessarily equipped for that. Right. Beanie's calling out more. Yeah. She gets COVID in June 2022. Okay. So that's what. Uh, let's say six, seven weeks after the opening. And even for the most experienced performer, even though, um, you know, assuming you've got all your shots, COVID isn't necessarily kicking the shit out of you. It can ha- it has a oh, hell of an yeah. effect on your voice. Does it ever? Like, and I'll, I think a lot of folks are still navigating what it did to their instrument yeah. in a big way. I've met many singers who yep. are doing exactly that. Yep. Yeah. And also for someone like Beanie, who is not a trained vocalist, exactly. oh, yeah. that's probably taking an additional toll because she probably doesn't have the tools necessarily to yes. both maintain mm. and then try to repair that instrument. Yeah. So putting on um, Julie Binkwell, great. That's what standbys are for. So because she's doing it more... Mm-hmm. Twitter notices, TikTok notices, and everyone's losing it. They're like, Julie Banco is it. She is great. She's amazing. Yep, sounds fantastic. And I agree. She's the, possibly the only one in this story, maybe her and Jane Lynch, who come out like, with this helping their career? Yes. So during this whole Julie Banco thing, I can only imagine how tough that would feel. I would love for... Beanie Feldstein to star, to carry a show mm-hmm. that doesn't involve quite as much singing. Because she is a nice singer. Yeah. But just doesn't involve quite as much. All of this is happening. This is June. Okay, June 2022, Beanie gets COVID. June 15th, so that's 10 days after Beanie has announced that she had COVID, she announces she's leaving Funny Girl on September 25th. Jane Lynch also announces that she too will be leaving on September 25th. That's weird. Why is Jane Lynch leaving? So this is where my brain goes. What were those conversations like with the producers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's what? brutal. It's a <sighs> potentially an ugly side of show business. So yep. Beanie was supposed to be in the show and probably Jane Lynch as well for a year. Yep. Yep. So that means if we're all doing the math, listeners, I mean, playbills, you would know <laughs> that that means they were supposed to be in until at least spring 2023. Absolutely. And producers have said these two, we say stunt casting I don't yeah. I don't agree with that because they're not it's not like Jane Lynch is very qualified to be in this. Yeah. Um Beanie is very qualified to be in a Broadway musical, if not this one. Mm-hmm. But they were betting on these stars yep. carrying them through a year. Yep. They're confident enough to be like, this is gonna run a year mm-hmm. and you're on for it. Yeah. This is probably gonna run further than a year and we'll renegotiate when we hit it. Yes. Yeah. So when they both 
announce that they're leaving, Funny Girl puts out a thing that's like casting announcements coming in like a couple days. The other thing is at this point, Julie Benko has become pretty beloved because she's also very active on social media. Yes. She's where no one else really has at this point is being just the model of a good cast member. Oh, get get, get excited for funny girl. Behind the scenes look here and there. Here's our wonderful dance captain. Here's our whatever the case may be. Essentially trying to keep it alive. Let's be honest. Because ticket sales were not going super great at that point either. Because bad reviews and they um, didn't get the Tony nods. Yes. So here's the thing that I know happened because we know what goes on. Yeah. I know that they, as soon as they didn't receive many Tony noms, they, the producers, probably had a meeting and said, what are we going to do to save this show? Yep. And this was probably the start of some really anxiety-inducing emails with subject lines like, the path forward. (laughs) The oh future of Funny Girl on Broadway. Oh I think God. I just where do we my go from here? Yeah. I know. Where, where, do we, where do we go from here? And I actually just threw up. Uh, they did receive a yes. Tony nomination yeah. for uh, Best Performance by an Actor in a Featured Role yes. for Jared Grimes. Exactly. That is Rightfully their, so. That is their one and only Tony nom, Which though. actually surprised me because the costumes are quite beautiful. They are really nice The costumes. lighting looked nice. But I think um, like for yeah. a star vehicle like this show is, to get anything less than a, a nominee for, yes. for whoever is playing Fanny is a really big mark against the show. Well, it tells you everything you need to know about how things are feeling over there. So what happens when a person has decided to leave a show is that there's been a conversation behind the scenes where they've said, hey, maybe maybe we're going to go in another direction. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that person will either agree or disagree, but we will never know. Like, we will literally never know. Especially for, for something like that. The PR machine works so, and it should. Yeah. Um, celebrities work so hard to yeah. mask any true feelings. Absolutely. So that, which is, to be honest, I think is even kind. Is Beanie can have her reaction yeah. the way she needs to have her reaction mm-hmm. with her loved ones, and can exit publicly, exit the show with dignity. Yes. So that's great. So that is what happens, and then they say casting announcement coming soon, and I think they actually even said like three days or something. Like, oh yeah. no, it was literally the next day. Sorry. So they've my already bad. got this in place. So it's already in place, and Which that's is... the thing that makes me the most sick to my stomach is thinking about Beanie having that happen to her. Mm-hmm. So, I, I bring that up as well because that becomes important to Jane, important to Jane Lynch leaving. They both announce that they're leaving. The announcements come on July fifteenth. That, yeah, that Beanie and Jane Lynch are both leaving on September 25th. On July 10th, Beanie announces she's actually leaving earlier on July 31st. So that is two months almost earlier. But what gets announced? So the next day, July 11th, Funny Girl Broadway team confirms that yes, because I'm sure Twitter was like, this is it. (laughs) Our time has come. (laughs) Confirms that, yes, Leah Michelle will be stepping into the role of Fanny starting September 6th. And that Julie Banco, standby extraordinaire, is going to step in until then. So in the interim. So between, I guess that would be like August 1st until, yeah. So first of all, very exciting for Julie. She actually gets to um, own the role for a bit. Mm-hmm. That rules. But Jill, Leah Michelle and Jane Lynch are old friends from being on Glee together. Is that what you'd call them? Old friends? I don't know Why would I not that. call them old friends? 
Okay, f- folks, so this is where we start getting into a territory of Twitter drama mixed yeah. with real life events. Right. In a way that I'm not super sure that we can come down one side or the other, but what yes. really happened. So yeah, I'm just totally. putting that out and there. I, I agree completely. But rumors have been flying for a while that Leah Michelle on the set of Glee and in the rest of her career has been a bit of a terror. Yeah. yeah. Both just in a interpersonal context and also in the context of not treating her co-stars of color in a respectful way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if we had to speculate, probably Jane Lynch is going, oh, I don't know if I want to be in a cast with that person that may or may not have done some things to me personally. Right. It's also worth noting in the interest of fair play that the internet has not been terribly kind, kind to Leah Michelle. Yep. And there have also been rumors floating around, for example, that she can't read, that she's illiterate. That is which really is wild, what I wanted to bring up. Which is a wild thing to say um, about someone. Yeah, so a this professional, is... Like a, an active professional. Yeah. You can clearly read. Come on, guys. Like, it's, she can. I'm not <laughs> clear. But also, if she can't, like, whatever, you know? Yeah, exactly. She's she's clearly doing fine. Let's call... The, I, I bring it up to mention yeah. how how shitty people are being. Yes. yes. In the in the context of Liam, and I, I don't come down one way or another on Liam Michelle. I've never met her, mm-hmm. so I can't. Yeah. yeah, like a couple yeah. of weeks ago, as of the time of this recording, so starting in like early September 2022. Mm-hmm. Right before she was set to yes, debut. Rumors yeah. start flying that Leah Michelle cannot read. I'm going to put this out there. Regardless of whether or not Leah Michelle can, can or can't read, mm-hmm. Making fun of someone for being dyslexic is yes. not cool. Illiterate. Dyslexic, illiterate, like any of that. Yeah, maybe, I agree. Maybe don't do it. But that said, I do find yeah. this <laughs> absurd. This, this rumor getting made up out of whole cloth is very funny, but making fun of someone for, for not being able to read is yeah, not, not <laughs> funny. And like I said, we can use it to as an example that perhaps Twitter, which is usually a very pleasant and fair place to hang out... <laughs> is not being very kind to Leah They Michelle. do call it the courtroom of the internet. So there's obviously... Okay, and here's the thing I'll say about these rumors. Like, a rumor like not being able to read, like, okay, fine. But a rumor where someone is repeatedly accused or yep. um, described to be a bully, to me, I'm like, that. Prob- there is probably truth in Absolutely. there. Yeah, um, especially when you have multiple people saying it. And it's behavioral, like you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And I think that can't be ignored as we mm-hmm. continue this conversation. Yeah. You also can't ignore the arc of her career. The reason I brought up Jonathan mm. Groff and John Gallagher Jr. of her Spring Awakening colleagues who have had really nice careers is that Leah Michelle kind of hasn't. True. Surely those same opportunities were or would have been presented to Leah Michelle. Once yeah. again, this is conjecture, but right, of this course. is, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying she is a monster, but I'm saying that there are certainly seem to be some things limiting her career. Yeah. It gives me pause. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So when, um, yeah, when it was announced that Beanie was going to be leaving early, Funny Girl announces, yes, Leah Michelle is stepping into the role mm-hmm. literally the next day on yep. like July 11th. Yeah. Then Jane Lynch says, actually, I'm going to leave on September 4th. I'm going to leave. It's impossible to not at least think about it. Draw the parallels that Jane Lynch is like, Leah Michelle is a nightmare to work with. I'm not interested in that. Right. So that is where my brain went immediately. It's where everyone's brain went. Because it felt a little bit like it was confirming some of those like things that were exactly. swirling around yeah. her. Clearly, Jane Lynch's team had a finger on the pulse because they then released this 
essentially a statement being like, Leah Michelle's going to be great in this role. I just want her to have her opening performance with the new Mrs. Bryce, which actually I don't think is the worst sure. decision. Yeah. yeah. But also it's like, it doesn't look great to me. You guys work together for a long time. Yeah. You're connected or you're not. Bingo. And you're clearly not. Mm -hmm. On July 13th, so this is two days after Leah Michelle is announced, ticket prices completely skyrocket. Like it was something right. like they had been in the like $70 range, which wow. is, you know, usually what I like to pay for a show. That's, a, that's a, an affordable Broadway show yeah. for those of us who visit once every couple of years or so. Yeah. For the month of September, they've like, gone i don't know what they're at now but they immediately shot up into the 500s producers are trying to make their money back they i'm yeah. sure they've lost money on the beanie production at this point because of the bad reviews i get yeah. it yeah they also so on the day that ticket prices really saw a bump beanie's reps released a statement being like no the funny girl team wasn't blindsided by beanie's decision to leave which to me is pr for Beanie was asked to leave. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not it's so like the, the producers and Beanie have come to a decision together. Right. It's that kind of thing. Right. right? Yes. Yeah. Listen, yes. I said the same thing when my ex dumped me. Listen, <laughs> it was not mutual. It was not mutual, honey. And once again, you know, there's um, some email that Ugh. got sent as a changes to the company in upcoming weeks. Oh my there God. was just, everyone just had a knot in their stomach for the rest yeah. of the day after oh. this freaking email. Everything about that just made my entire I know, body. Right? Just, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's too much. Coffee on Monday? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so on July 15th, so this is now what, four or five days after the initial announcement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beanie confirms she has tonsillitis. That sucks. I'm sorry. It sucks so bad. And it's also not surprising as we were discussing mm -hmm. the Agility and stamina required for this show, yeah. I mean, it would take down even a seasoned person. Like, yeah. it's it, a lot. It took down, true story, apparently, Babs would um, cut um, songs um, Just per night. Like, depending would be like, on... I, I don't know exactly, but like, hey, um, sorry, we're not doing people tonight. I don't have people. Whoa. This is... this is Things are so different this now, This is hey? rumor on rumor. Of course. I don't have any anything close to a source other than a podcast Babs, I listen to. answer us. <laughs> we need answers. But like... And that's that's no joke. It's This thing is no joke. Yeah. So July 26th, that's 11 days after the tonsillitis thing. June 15th was when Beanie announced she was... Like first announced she was leaving Funny Girl. Absolutely. Okay? June 15th. Yep. We are now six weeks later. Yep. Five weeks later. Like yep. it's quick. Yep. July 26th. Leah Michelle posts the picture I hate most on social media, which is a <laughs> picture of the script yes. and saying, here we go. First day of school. Here we go. Yeah. Can't yeah, wait yeah. to dive into this one. I know. It That's my own sense. personal thing. Yeah, absolutely. Again, yeah. I love you both. So yeah. I don't hold it against either of you. <laughs> so excited to start with this amazing team. Yeah. <laughs> this cast is fierce. Yeah. Oh, oh my see, God. This first sing through today. This oh, cast is fierce. This is an amazing actually, group of people. But it's all true. Like, that's that's the thing. And those are all reasonable things to say <laughs> Listen, about your coworkers. I say this with, with love to everyone I know that <laughs> I follow social media. Social media is just a nightmare. Yeah. And it's the worst. Oh, not even that. Yeah. I'm mostly just like, it's cliche because everyone does it because yeah. I follow a lot of really positive, lovely people who are just excited about the work. Exactly. Doing. It's especially funny to have Leah Michelle post that within the context of all of this. Of all of this. It's yeah. like yes. the house is burning yeah. and you're standing there <laughs> as the first day of school picture in front of it and then july 31st 
is Beanie's final performance. So that's Great. five days after um, the Leah Michelle picture. It's wild that they put in Julie for a few weeks mm-hmm. rather than have Beanie fulfill the, re- the rest yes. of her yeah. shortened run. Oh, even. exactly. And like, there is a reliability with Julie Banco, is my understanding. At least the show... Because once the show closes, it's impossible to get it back open. You need to keep the show open. How hilarious would it be if Funny Girl couldn't make it for those next like three or four weeks? And Leah Michelle was never able to actually perform. Well, that would have been incredible. That would have been an incredible ending to this story, to this podcast, to Mm -hmm. all the podcasts. Just a kind of fun like monkey's paw kind of... um... Wish fulfillment. (laughs) You can star in Funny Girl on Broadway. But only once. But it will never open. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, obviously, she spent the next five weeks rehearsing. Rehearsing, mm-hmm. yeah. September 1st. So we have not yet seen Leah Michelle's Fanny Bryce, no. but it's coming up. We yep. haven't seen her Fanny. <laughs> we, we have yet to see her Fanny. That was very dirty for the UK listeners. I was, it was say, very tame yeah. for the American <laughs> listeners. UK yeah. listeners are going to be having a hard time with this episode. Um, <laughs> they called her what, Bryce? <laughs> God, all right, sorry, Jill. So please good. continue. No, it's it was perfect. Good bit, everyone. It was good the bit. Laugh I needed. Good bit. So September first, we're a week away from the first Fanny of Leah Michelle. Terrific. And Michael Mayer, who was the director of Spring Awakening and is also the director of Funny Girl, which for me alarm bells go off. He confirms in fact that Leah Michelle was originally in consideration for the show and right. I'm like why would you say that like we actually What's already point, know that right like, like why would you yeah. kick Beanie while she's well, yes exactly and that's the other it. thing you let her get out with some dignity for God's sake and I kind of feel like that m- maybe wasn't something we needed confirmation well, on Beanie's been publicly humiliated at yeah. this point for God's yeah. sake then September 2nd yep Leah Michelle is like Twitter, stop it. There is no feud. We've got no feud. No. Me and Beanie. Which is probably true. Like, they probably don't even talk at all. Also, Twitter, stop it is uh, the (laughs) exact right thing to say right now because Twitter needs to calm the fuck down. (laughs) You're not doing any good. September 6th, 2022. Yep. Lee Michelle finally gets to play Fanny Bryce on Broadway. Is this where our timeline catches up with... Your timeline ends? So my timeline ends here. The only thing I've heard is that I think she's sick. And this is where my timeline picks up. Breaking news. Breaking news. From the southeast side, west side of the living room. Thank you, Jill and Paul. We now join me live on the scene at the living room. You're not live on the scene. You're here with us in Winnipeg. Oh, right. Okay. So on September 11th, uh, hashtag never forget, um, <laughs> Sunday, September 11th, it is announced We're that Leah seven. Michelle is out of the show because she has COVID. Oh, wow. That's like five days after. That is correct. Leah Michelle has been on the show for five days and is oh, out with COVID. So funny. Oh, no. What a disaster. Um, and also, uh, this was incredible, actually. So uh, Julie Benko posts to Instagram this chart mm. of, of the, the in and out chart of, of like tr- kind of track who's who's in for who yeah. over the course of this show. Presumably, like, is, is it the actual like production chart like yes. the one that you great yes so the actual paperwork Whoa. that you yes. use to keep track of like, who's in and who's out on the night in question yeah um this is on september 10th yeah uh deborah cardona was supposed to be in as mrs meeker but instead she also came down with covid oh, so sure. it's it's ripping through the cast oh, and actually sucks. that makes sense yeah. because if 
if they were rehearsing together really closely as people who were like about to go on in those roles. Yeah. Really would have been. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Barbara Terrell <gasps> was hired this. on Friday. Yes. Drove down hired. on Saturday morning. Had 30 minutes of rehearsal and then was in the show script in hand for the matinee. Presumably nailed it. And I think that that's just really cool because it just, again, That's an exceptional circumstance. I love yeah. that. To have someone not in the show come in, learn the part, mm-hmm. then hit it. And someone who's wild. only seen it once. Like that's yeah. wild. Obviously they don't want to cancel the show because that's a bunch of money. Tons that's of money. Tickets yeah. that need to be reassigned to a different day. Yeah. But I'm like, at what cost? Like that's, all I think about. There's all these people on the internet celebrating the fact that this person stepped in and I'm like, what was the choice? Like, you know, you either cancel the show and give them another day of work. Like To Canada's credit, at least at the regional level, I've seen this happen a couple times now mm-hmm. post-COVID with shows. And I've seen a few, couple different theaters cancel a show or two to mm-hmm. get an understudy ready. Right. Which is nice, which is the right thing to do. I just, I wonder about it a lot because there is this celebration of like, look at what this person did in 30 minutes and not a larger conversation of like, why did this person have to do this in 30 minutes? It's a little bit like those posts you see about like those like inspirational posts saying like, little kid opens lemonade stand to pay for his dad's health care. And it's like, maybe we shouldn't be putting people in a position where that's a thing they have to do. Exactly. While we're we're striving to draw conclusions from this whole disaster, (laughs) it's a complicated thing when an actor is up in a role that they do not have the core skills to accomplish yeah some of that can be laid at the uh, feet of the performer mm-hmm. of knowing yourself and knowing um what you can do and can't do mm-hmm. but a big part of that also has to be laid at the hands of the producers yes, yes. i personally we- lay a lot of fault with the producers yeah. for putting beanie feldstein in a position where she was not set up to succeed yeah and i also in general don't really like giving veruca salt the chocolate factory a little bit. <laughs> So here's the problem. Okay, tell me the problem. Funny Girl's not an incredible show. It was only well known because of uh, Barbara Streisand Mm -hmm. and her incredible performance. Yeah. So if the performance isn't going to be that groundbreaking again, Mm -hmm. why are we doing it? Well, that's the big question. You know what I mean? Like, why are we we doing Funny Girl again at all? Like, like despite all of what has happened, yeah, like, what mm -hmm. is the reason for reintroducing us to Funny Girl at this moment in time? It seems Mm. self-centered. If we were going to look at another Jewel Stein score, why aren't we looking at Gypsy or something, which has all the same beats, but actually has something really cool to say about the relationship, about show business, about the relationship between a mother and a daughter. Yeah. For me, it harkens back to kind of the big issue with reboots. It's like, are you saying anything new or original with this iteration of this story? That's right. Or do you just think, people know this story. They will pay money to go see the story. Mm -hmm. End of reasoning. Yeah. I would argue there's a third category, just for the sake of completeness. The third category being, we're not going to say anything new. But the point still stands. Yes. The old the old point is still correct. Which I like a yeah. lot. That's why I like some revivals. Because Absolutely. it's like what we always talk about, which is what's yeah. the context. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And does it change the way we feel about the show? Yeah. And I think what I'm understanding is we all are kind of in agreement where it's like, I don't feel any different or better about this, needing this version. So mm-hmm. I don't like that funny girl 
all revolves around um, Fanny Bryce needing a man, needing a romantic yeah. partner. Um, it kind of almost feels like it minimizes her incredible career as Correct. a um, as an entertainer. You know what? They did Fanny Bryce dirty the way that the public did Beanie Feldstein dirty. So look at us. <laughs> so Full final. circle. Just, just a lot of dirty fannies. <laughs> I've been so I know we have at least one listener in the UK and he's going to be scandalized. It's Hi, Nelson. Dear friend of the podcast, Nelson Happy Betancourt. Birthday, Nelson. Happy birthday, Nelson. We're recording, We're recording this on Nelson this on Nelson's Betancourt's birthday. birthday. Happy Please birthday. leave that in, Nelson. We put in a bunch of fannies just for you. We love you. <laughs> So let's do final thoughts. Final yeah. thoughts. Final thought. We, we already kind of shared our final thoughts on Funny Girl and the process of reviving shows. Yeah. Final thoughts on Beanie Feldstein, Leah Michelle, Barbara Streisand, Jane Lynch, I guess. Beanie Feldstein, I hope you're having a good day. And I hope that your next role is one that is better suited to your incredible skill set. She's going to yep. land on her feet. She's going to make so many cool movies. Yep, I hope. And might even that. have some a really cool stage career as yep. well. Is Beanie not playing Mary in that 20-year-long Merrily We Roll Along? And it's a Richard Linklater film? That makes sense. That's the boy guy, right? Yes. The boy guy. (laughs) For for our listeners who don't know what I'm talking about. The movie, The Boy, right? That was the name of it? The Boyhood. Boyhood, thank you. Who makes those like 10-year, decade-long movies. Yeah, so for context, this particular um, Merrily We Roll Along adaptation is told over the course of 20 years in real time. Yeah. It is being filmed over the course of 20 years in reverse chronological order. (sighs) So it's Richard Linklater doing a boyhood. Yes. For Merrily. For Merrily. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. But it was supposed to be me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the only thing I'll say is that I I think the thing I struggle with the most about this is the bullying allegations and stories. I shouldn't say allegations, because it seems like they're quite supported. So the the conversations surrounding the bullying really give me pause. When there is that much conversation about it, and then to give the person the thing that they want, it just feels like you had said, Daphne, like the Veruca thing of like... In general, I yeah. just think that if if it's well documented that a person is unpleasant to work with, maybe we stop giving them opportunities to be a bad person in a rehearsal hall. Like, I like creating safe and healthy rehearsal spaces. Mm-hmm. I think that it, that should trump the quote-unquote star quality yep. of whoever it is that is in that room. Yeah, because like look at Julie Banco existing is, in a beautiful, peaceful, encouraging place. And who is now set to star in Harmony the Musical, Yay. which is a new musical on Broadway. My final thoughts. Yes, tell us. I'm pretty sure Beanie Feldstein is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm pretty sure Julie Banco is going to have a really cool career. And Rightfully so. Out of the three Fanny Bryces mm-hmm. is the one who's actually going to emerge with the career they all wanted. Yeah. And I think Jane Lynch seems nice. She'll be fine. I'm not, I, yeah. <laughs> I think Jane, Jane Lynch, we can say for sure, has emerged from this 100% unscathed. Thank you for joining us, dear Playbills. What a wild ride. What a good bonus episode. I hope you stuck with us. Mm-hmm. I hope producer Daft can turn this into something listenable. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I always can. Monkeys are uncaged. <laughs> right? Good Paul is back. beaming with pride right now. <laughs> Get me a banana. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, dear Playbills. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, reach out if you want to chat. 
Also, um, as you may or may not have seen on social media, I highly recommend following at Village Conservatory, who is our producing company. They're the shadowy uh, face behind the curtain that <laughs> controls our every move. We're producing two new podcasts, um, a mentorship podcast called It Takes Two, which will be featuring uh, Jillian Willems in one of our episodes, and another podcast called Tales of the Great Transfiguration, written by Ben Townsley. Those are going to be coming very, very soon, and you should definitely keep your eyes peeled on social media for more details thanks everybody thank you very much till next time hey hey where are the monkeys people (laughs) mucking around hi everyone this is producer daphne speaking thank you all so much for listening to monkeys and playbills the show where we take a look at broadway musicals that had 100 performances or fewer before closing to learn more about the show, you can follow us on Instagram at monkeysandplaybillspod, on Twitter at monkeyplaybills, or email us at monkeysandplaybillspod at gmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash monkeysandplaybills. Super exciting. We now have merch available. Visit spring.com and search monkeys and playbills to find mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, and more designs coming soon. Monkeys and Playbills is proud to be a Village Conservatory for Music Theater podcast. Original music for the show is provided by Paul DeGers, and the show is produced and edited by Daphne Finlayson. We wanted to give a special thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for supporting this season of Monkeys and Playbills, as well as two other podcasts now joining the Village Conservatory family. Stay tuned for more details on both of these new shows coming soon.